0: The GI Journal goes to press.
1: Yes, sir. It's the G.I. Journal again, your radio newspaper of the A.E.F., the paper that prints the jokes and poems sent in by you men overseas. Men on guard. Here's your editor-in-chief for tonight, a man who's as sharp as a bayonet from the tip of his nose to the... To, well, to the tip of his snoot. It's Bob Hope. am man. Hiya. Well, how do you like that Mitchell guy trying to point up my nose as though it needs it? Well, it's your fun being back in the old G.I. Journal again. As usual, it's your five-star final. And standing by are your five-star reporters. There's lovely Betty Grable reading your letters to the Ed, Ransom Sherman reading your poems, Mel Blank, the one-man crowd, the sad sack, Arthur Q. Bryan, Harry Mitchell, and, of course, our star outside reporter, Professor Colonna, who ought to be calling in with a big story right about now. Hello? Hello, Hope? I'm flying over enemy territory with a B-17. Professor, I've got to
2: go home now. (laughs) Colonna,
1: what's a girl got to do with a B-17? Well, it won't be long till she'll be 21 (laughs) (laughs) But inking up the rollers for Sergeant Thomas Winfield at 964 And Private Manny Strauss at 510 Or Captain Glenn Miller and his Army Air Force's training command band With the crew chiefs imagining it's love, love, love
0: Oh, baby, it's love. Hold the presses, hold the presses. Some very fine poems just came in from our abuses from the muses,
1: column. Well, fine, Ransom Sherman. Read them to us, will you? I will, Bob Hope. The first one is from Wack and Marnia. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow.
0: And everywhere that Mary went, she took a jeep.
3: <laughs>
0: Lovely next poem. <laughs> it's, it's from Private Frank's keeper. There was a KP named Perkins who always gorged on gherkins. Despite the medic's advice, he ate so much spice that he pickled his internal workin'.
3: <laughs>
0: More? Sergeant Joe. Sergeant Joe Hazy sent this one. Girls. When they went out to swim, once dressed like Mother Hubbard. Now they have a bolder whim. They dress more like her cupboard.
1: (laughs) See, anything goes. Address all your poems and rhymes to G.I. Journal, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles. USA and we'll be only too glad to credit them to you. Hello? Hello, is this Bob Hope? In the flesh. Glad to meet you, flesh. I know your brother born. Cologne. I thought you were overseas with the troops. I am overseas, Hope. Right now I'm helping a girl wash out her stockings.
2: Oh, Professor, don't drive so hard. You're tickling me. What did you say? You're tickling me. (laughs)
1: Liquid stockings. Don't use too much fluid drive there. Professor, get down to business, will you? Be more military. Oh, I've been military all day long, Hope. I've been dodging and ducking, bobbing and weaving, twisting and turning. Getting ready for the infiltration course? No. Laundry shrunk my shorts. Well, <laughs> oh, excuse me a minute, Hope. I've I just got a fig bar from the PX. I think I'll take the paper off it. I need it. All right, but remember to keep low and don't expose yourself to the enemy. He'll shoot that fig bar right out of your hands. Not because he can't see this fig bar. I'll just take the paper off it. <laughs> Colonna, what happened? Fig bar is now fool bar. <laughs> Say, Fubar, I wish you'd give me a story I could print up on G.I. Journal. All right, Hope. I just figured out a way to make carrier pigeons fly 700 miles an hour. 700 miles an hour? Yeah. You just take a pigeon and tie a firecracker onto his tail feather. Colonna, you fool, you'll barbecue that poor bird. Oh, we'll see about that. Come over here, Pidge. No, no, don't hand me your dog tag. There. Now I'll just light the fuse. Colonna, I'm telling you, you're going to barbecue that pigeon. Quiet, Brady Cat. Okay, give me a match. <laughs> Care for the wing? Hello, <laughs> so why do you, why don't you go to the supply sergeant and have him issue you a brain? Oh, oh I had a brain when I joined the army, but they took it away from me. Why? Said I was out of uniform. <laughs> Oh, you're hopeless, Cologne. I thought you were in charge of some engineers. Well, that's right, Hope. I've got 40,000 men and we're dredging out a river. But it's taking too long. It's taking too long with 40,000 men? How many pumps have you got? Pumps? I gave each man a soda straw. <laughs> soda straw? That's the silliest thing I ever heard of. You'll never dredge out a river with soda straws? No? No. Okay, men. Spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Turning once again to the music section, we find the Army Air Force's training command band with Don't Be That Way. This is especially for Swain at 557, Hampton and the gang at 937. Contact, Captain. Contact. (laughs) Contact. CI Journal presents the lovely editor for your overseas mail, gorgeous, glamorous Betty Grable.
2: Hello, gang, and thanks, Bob, for calling me gorgeous. Coming from you, a fellow that usually doesn't even notice girls, it's a real compliment.
1: Ain't it the truth?
2: <laughs> it certainly ain't, brother.
1: Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, just Betty. I was really sincere when I said that.
2: Listen, Bob, you and a girl sat behind me at the movies the other night, and you were so busy handing her a line you didn't even look at the picture once.
1: Well, I was making a double feature out of it. <laughs> I don't see why I shouldn't neck with a girl in the movies if I want to.
2: Well, I do. When you came in and sat down, you didn't even know that girl.
1: Listen, by the time I found my seat in the dark, we were practically old friends.
2: <laughs> I'll say you were old friends. Five I had minutes my later, you were sitting on your left. <laughs>
1: She was sitting on my lap. Is that a crime?
2: No, but she didn't have to call the usher and try to get a refund on her seat.
1: (laughs) You should see the price I got. Say, uh, that's a good... You know, Betty, this is G.I. Journal, and I'm sure the boys don't want to hear about me. It's you they're interested in.
2: Said he changing the subject.
1: Yes, sir. Here she (laughs) is, fellas. Betty Grable, the girl whose picture you've pinned up all over the world.
2: And now I'm a mother.
1: Yeah, now it's your turn to do some pinning up. (laughs) But Betty, how about you getting at this mail?
2: Okay, Bob. Our first letter is from Private Ralph J. Erickson at APO 981, and it's in verse. Here, you read it.
1: Okay. Girls whose heads are full of thisa and data rank second with me to find figures in data. That'll give the gals back home a slant on what the men overseas expect when they get back. Who's missive number two from, Sugar?
2: Well, it's from a corporal up at Dutch Harbor. Close. I've been on almost every molehill that's above water in these parts. Everywhere I go, G.I.s give me the same old story. Why do we have to sit around here and waste time? There's no fighting going on, and there never will be. Well, I think they're wrong. I think we're up here for two reasons. In a war, you don't drop your guards. Some of the gangs seem to forget Pearl Harbor. Taking all the troops out of the Aleutians would leave us wide open. Reason number two is that this area is part of a supply route that's long and hard. Brother, this is important land. End of quote.
1: That sounds logical, Corporal. If any of you men listening in have any ideas on your outfit, let us have it and we'll quote you. Address, G.I. Journal, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. Come in. I can't take any more. I tell you, I can't take it. What's this? I've had enough. I can't take any more. I'm full up to here. Full. Who are you, anyway? Oh, just a big old field pack. <laughs> now for hundreds of pin-up requests, including Blimp, P.T., Minesweeper, Float, Beast, Fearless, Catalina and the Gang, and Navy 116, here's the original pin-up girl herself with a song. Betty, what'll it be?
2: Well, how about Songs of the Island?
1: Great, Bet. Put on your grass skirt. I'm swaying already.
4: they are
2: Six like our takeoffs and radio programs. So have you got another one up your sleeve tonight? I sure
1: have, Betty. Just imagine you turned your radio on and this is what comes out. This is the Cerise Network. <laughs> now, folks, here is the court of horrible relations conducted by the man who sticks his nose in everybody's business, Mr. John J. Hopeless. Each week, people come in to Mr. Hopeless feeling miserable. And when they leave, they want to blow their brains out. (laughs) Here he is, ready to solve your problems, Mr. John J. Hopeless. Thank you very much, and I mean very much. Do I make myself clear? Thank you very much. (laughs) Now, what is the first case, Mr. Renauder? The case of Mr. and Mrs. C. Q. Just a minute. Are these people miserable? Yes. Very miserable? Wretched. Good. Lead the miserable wretches in. Now, what is your problem, madam?
2: Me shouldn't happen to a dog Oh, close your big twat
1: <laughs> Now watch that Watch that, please And step up to the microphone A little closer, please A little closer Oh, whoops, too close Step back a little, please
5: Back the litter Oh, make up your mind That's
2: what I say Now,
1: now You know, I've been listening To thousands of you characters And I'm about due to slug somebody
2: <laughs>
1: Now, what is your problem?
2: It's about my husband
1: Yeah, I'm a wet. Will will you please step a little closer to the microphone? Okay Be careful of that mic, Misty. You know, they don't grow on bushes Neither do heads Don't argue You can get another head without a priority (laughs) Now, what is your problem, Mrs. C. Q?
2: Well, my husband is a playboy
4: Oh
1: (laughs) A playboy, for goodness sakes What does he play with?
2: He runs around with other women
1: Shocking Is this true, Mr. C. Q? Stop nodding your head and step back.
2: <laughs>
1: now, Mr. CQ, just what is wrong?
2: Well, last Tuesday night, I'm sleeping. You know what I mean?
1: Sure, I sleep.
2: <laughs> and I wake up. You know what I mean? Certainly. And I start reaching around for Homer. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I've never made a grab for Homer, but... <laughs>
2: Mr. Hopeless, it was humiliating.
1: <laughs> just a moment. Let me state this more clearly. You say that on last Tuesday, between the hours of one and two a.m., that your husband, here and after referred to as Mr. C.Q., did willingly, knowingly, and willfully sneak out of bed, remove his nightshirt, sleep raw. Please don't interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. C.Q. did willingly, knowingly, and willfully without just cause or reason, take leave of the little domicile you have labored so diligently to maintain. Is that right? How? Huh? Did he take it on the lamb?
2: Yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you This guy's a dope homer
1: (laughs) Please, no names Mr. CQ, you're a cad and a cur to desert your little wife
2: He ain't been home for days, Mr. Hopeless Oh And I get so lonesome
1: Oh, you do? Well,
2: Night after night, all by myself
1: Well, I see what is your advice, Mr. Hopeless? Well, my advice to you, Mr. CQ, is to go home and wait, and wait, and wait.
2: But my husband won't come home. I know he won't.
1: Don't worry about him, honey. I'll be over the groceries right after the program. <laughs> Soon to be running in close competition, the loud grable and the rest is Peggy the Pinup. Here's Sergeant Ray McKinley and the crew chiefs to tell you why.
0: that a picture took It got in live and it got in look Soon the cameras began to click That my friend really did the trick Then her fortune began to climb She appeared in the march of time All the boys in the army camp I wanted a picture on postage stamp She is the sweetheart of Plenty of soldiers, plenty of sailor, thousands Marie.
3: She's the girl they pin up in the barracks. She's
0: the girl they pin up on the wall. wall, wall. In a plane her on a train. She's a friend, she's a pal. She was there when they landed down in Border Now She's the chick,
3: they all fake. She's
0: Peggy the pin Peggy pin up from the toes up makes a fella turn his nose up when he sees La or Grave on the street Even a voice that's so disturbing like Judy Garland on his they can't compare to my pin-up queen. They can't compare to my pin-up queen. So Ginger Rogers started Holly, and Miss Powell through the charlie. Peggy's dancing cause the heat wave up and down. She had Betty Hutton's figure, ran and classy figure, and such chastity that made Lassie come home. On the double and the chassis that made Lassie come home. She rates high with
3: each guy in the
0: airport. She rates high with each guy on the ground. All this sweet little chick is the pick of the crew. And she just suits the taste of every way it's gonna do. They were there in the air over Berlin. And the voice sounded clear as While well, it's a bombardier, come on, boys, let's drop one here.
1: My journal flips a page and we come face to face with.
5: Uh, but, uh, but, uh, pardon me, are you uh, but, uh, Bob? Uh, uh, are, you, uh, are you Bob? Uh, are you the man with the funny in uh, the uh, Aren't you on the radio? Uh, uh, well, I'm glad to meet you.
1: <laughs> Who sent you over, Crosby? <laughs>
5: Oh, no, no, you, you remember me, I'm a little, Captain, major, Colonel, General, uh, Private Sad Sad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm very glad to meet your nose, too. I suppose
5: you have another episode of your life. Well, if you, insist, if you, insist. In- what do you mean, suppose,
1: uh, w- weren't you at rehearsal? <laughs> <laughs> in a little country town just outside of, a baby is born. After two or three days go by, the father brings a bundle of joy into his mother and says... I know that maresy-dotes and dozy-dotes, but... What do you feed a pig? The <laughs> sad sack shoots up like a young sprout. Two feet, three feet, four feet. One day his father says to him... You're no, growing up, my boy. Look at that. You're five feet tall now. Uh, five feet...
5: Uh, 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 tall, uh, uh. I'm getting to be a, be a, be a big... Uh, be, I'm almost as tall as... Uh, as tall as, uh, uh, Too bad four feet, six inches of it
1: is my head. <laughs> <laughs> One day, the sad sack is standing in front of the fruit market, whistling. He moves suddenly, and the fruit dealer yells at him.
5: Hey, come back here! You just steal my bananas. If the, uh,
1: leaf, uh,
5: leaf, uh, why don't be silly? I wouldn't uh, 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 do such a uh, uh, the, the, the very eye, of the very uh, eye. Uh, I guess I should have peeled
1: them first. <laughs> In school, the sad sack is shy and bashful. One day, the teacher sends him on an errand that should have taken five minutes. An hour and a half later, he comes back, and she says,
2: "Sack, you've been gone over an hour. What happened?"
1: Oh, uh, I stopped in at the uh, library, library. Library.
5: I've been uh, reading a Reading a uh, is Somebody locked me in the can- uh, can- uh, can- uh, canteen. <laughs>
1: Zack meets a girl and takes her out driving one night.
3: Oh, Zack,
5: what's the matter? Oh, I mean, yeah, nothing. Yeah, I probably got a black, I think the cylinders are, m- m- uh, the cylinder m- <laughs> out of gas. <laughs> arms around
3: me.
0: I'm
5: so cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'll uh, put my arms around you, but she was i uh, and worried about her. Uh, 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 I wonder if it's a spark plug. <laughs> oh, never mind the motor sack. I want to kiss you. <laughs> no. Don't kiss me. I am mean, I'm not that kind of a... Well, there goes my main gasket.
1: Then came the war. A sad sack is inducted and goes to camp. The sergeant speaks one day. All right, you guys. Police up the area. Bend over, men. All I want to see is elbows and hip pockets. <laughs>
5: Gosh! If I bend over in these, uh, th- that uh, e- e- type of thing, I'll ever be, be, able All
1: right, you bend over there. Jack, <såz AMP odontberger> are you picking up anything? Oh yes,
5: I I uh, picked up a lot of cigarette. cigarette.
1: cigarette. I just picked up a cold. <laughs> It's time now to hear again from Captain Glenn Miller and his band, and we just can't let Glenn get away without playing his sensational hit of a few years back, Little Brown Jug. Hello, City Ed speaking. Hello, Ed. Colonna again. I'm with a tank destroyer outfit. I'm betting a mousetrap to catch a tank. A mousetrap? Colonna, you can't catch a tank with a mousetrap. What? Here comes a tank now. I'll show you. <laughs> Got another piece of cheese? See <laughs> Crosby's sponsor. Well, men. Hold them presses again. Hold them presses. A definition just poured in from Sergeant Frank Undo. Definition of what? G.I. Short. Okay, definition of G.I. Short. G.I. Short. Changeable seat covers.
3: <laughs>
1: well, that's close to the end, man, and I'll be back with you soon. In the meantime, remember what old Shellback says when you're on Watch Mac. Don't forget that a good lookout reports everything he sees. This is Bob Hope saying so long.
0: Man, don't forget now, if you want to write for such stars as Bob, Bing, Kay Kaiser, Jack Carson, Professor
1: Colonna, Rochester, Betty Grable, and Linda Darnell, all you have to do is send in any little gag that you think will fit them, and believe me, we'll use it. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.